0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen.
1: He is the great I am, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Open your Bible to John chapter six with me as we continue on this series in the book of John. And um, last week Jesus began to introduce the I am's of the New Testament. I am comes way back from the Old Testament where God declared his eternal nature. He always was and is and is to come. No one created God, God always was. He is the eternal God. And he is the great I am. And because God is eternal, he's actually outside of time. What that means is that he's always there. He's always there in your life and mine. How many are thankful that the exalted Christ is always there? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And can I tell you, I was talking to the men in the office earlier. And um, the way I... Uh, picked the book of John was that uh, I got into a habit of every time I was in the car, I started to listen to the book of John. And I got to the point where I listened. I, I don't know. I just said I, I've listened to the book of John on tape at least 20 times, maybe more. Um, and uh, I, I mean, it got to the point where I could really almost predict what was coming up because I was listening to it. And um, it's for me, it's kind of a very edifying thing. And, and I felt in my heart like we should really look at the exalted Christ. But here's been an interesting um, part of the studying process. And this is why we hope you're really reading the book of John. As I've, as I've uh, been studying and preparing, I've recognized that there is a challenge to this book. Because this book requires great revelation. In fact, the book begins with a revelation. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So the book actually begins in eternity past. It begins in places that we don't even understand. And every time Jesus is revealing himself in the book of John, you have to understand that there's a revelation that he wants to give you and me. And that's part of the the I am statements. Um, And we're gonna begin with the first I am. The title of today's message is I am the bread of life. That's what Jesus is declaring today. I am the bread of life, and this is a gigantic and very meaningful statement to all of us. We have a long passage, and we're going to actually read it in two sections. We're going to jump right into it. First, uh, about five verses John chapter 6, verse 35. We're picking up from last week. Last week, we talked about uh, um, how Jesus was revealing to these people I am not. But now he's actually declaring who he really is, I am. And I want to read this now. It says, I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry. And no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. Now, this is the revelation. How could you and I be human beings and not be hungry and thirsty? Obviously, when we leave here, a lot of people are going to lunch, right? Right? So everyone's going to go get something to drink today. We need food and we need water. So he must be talking about something else. So this, what we need is revelation. Everyone say revelation. revelation. We need God to show us something. He says, but as I told you, you've seen me and yet do not believe. Everyone the father gives me will come to me and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. Hallelujah. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those who he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Hallelujah. How many know Jesus is able, and he's the only one in all of history who is able to raise us up on the last day and usher us into heaven to be with him for all of eternity? How many would praise God with me and thank him? (laughs) Hallelujah. See, the book of John really is a book that sets Jesus apart from all other religions and all other philosophies. I know I keep saying that, but it's important for us to understand he literally is setting himself apart. When people say all faiths are the same, they're wrong. It's not true. All all faiths are not the same. They contradict one another. Okay? You uh, You can't be Jesus and Buddha at the same time. It's either Jesus or Buddha. I choose Jesus because Jesus rose from the dead in power. How many would say amen? That's the one I choose. It's a free country. People can choose whoever they want to worship and honor. But I believe that Jesus has set himself apart and has proven himself to be the true king of glory. He is the bread of life. And so I want to pray right now that we would get a revelation of the bread of life. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for this day and this time together. And God, we pray that you would grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And we pray that as we prepare to take communion today, we pray that this communion will be rich and fulfilling and impacting to our lives as you meant for it to be. But Father, it takes revelation. And so, Lord, would you speak? Would you reveal yourself as the great I am? And, Lord, I pray that you would do something in this service that will have eternal, and eternal impact, eternal consequences. That it will continue to minister to your people even after they leave this place. God, that's what I'm believing you to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, what he's saying is, I am the true spiritual food. He's saying, I'm the food that will nourish and satisfy your spirit. So building off of last week, Jesus was telling them, don't put your energy into finding physical food put your focus on eternal food because eternal food, spiritual food is the most important food, okay? And what Jesus is doing here is he's actually expanding the food spectrum for us. We even learned this in the Like a Tree series. We learned that there's more that feeds than physical food. So food is a big deal in our culture. Food is a big deal in every culture and in every society. And as societies advance, food is elevated in a way. For example, we have this like organic uh, food movement with Whole Foods. You walk into Whole Foods and we have, oh, it's so much pricier. I hope it really is better because my goodness. (laughs) You know? So all of a sudden we have this, when I was a kid, you used to go to the bodega and that's what they had right there at the bodega. You know? And now we've got these fancy schmancy places and food is graded and it's organic and it's, it's like a big deal now. People put so much energy into food. Food has also become an art, okay? Here's a picture of the Bocuse Dior uh, um, competition probably in France. Look at that. Is that food? They're not serving that at Pop Bellies, are they? You know, but food has become elevated to such a gigantic state and place in our, in the whole world now. You see, wherever there's any element of prosperity, you know, how many people, let's come, for, how many people are foodies? I'm, a, I'm kind of a foodie myself, right? I love food. In fact, this past year, uh, in 2017, Chicago was named uh, the city of restaurants of the year. And they say we have the best restaurants, the best restaurant town in in, uh, uh, in all of America was Chicago. But how many know just because Chicago has the best food, that doesn't mean it's necessarily in the best place spiritually. Amen. You see? And so, man, we're, we're fed so well. This reminds me of a quote. By the way, there's nothing new under the sun. And uh, in Roman times, one of the historians, Pliny, said this. The Romans will try anything for a new thrill. Listen to what he said. He said, they are appallingly rich and appallingly hungry. Okay? And here's what Jesus is declaring. Okay, you can take that down. <laughs> <laughs> here's what Jesus is declaring. Jesus is declaring, I am the spiritual food of life, making spiritual food uh, 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 is is making my food more important than any other type of food is central to your well-being. You see, making Jesus the food of your life is central to your well-being. Now, everyone has to understand, and Jesus is alluding to this: is that we all have to be nourished in different ways, everyone needs to be nourished and satisfied in four areas, okay? We need to be nourished and satisfied physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. All of them are necessary to a certain sense. Everyone needs to be nourished and have a sense of satisfaction in each of these areas. God made it that way, but here's the big problem, okay? The big problem occurs The biggest problem occurs when we try to address our need for spiritual food with non-spiritual food. Okay, I know this is a long introduction, but this is what Jesus was really pointing at when he said to them, stop struggling and striving for food, for earthly food that won't last, okay? So last week, we're we're building off of last week. And here's what happens. There are people who try to satisfy their spirit by satisfying the other appetites. Okay? And Jesus was saying, it's not going to work. It's not going to help you. So let's just talk about this for a minute. Some people try to satisfy their spirit by satisfying their physical appetites. Okay, here's what Jesus is saying. You can, you can uh give yourself to exotic food. You can give yourself to the new culture of working out. Some people they work out and they work out and they're and working out and, and buffing up as part of their, their physical being. Some people try drugs. Why do people try drugs? Why do people pursue drugs? It's because they're getting this ecstatic, this ecstasy of of a physical uh, um, experience, but in the end, it doesn't work. Drugs don't work. Uh, sexuality, in the end, it does not. When you try to fill your spiritual need by satisfying your physical appetites, it leaves you empty. In a few weeks, we're gonna be talking about the woman caught in adultery. Um, I've, I've you know, been studying that as well. And listen, uh, uh, giving yourself rampant indulgence and indulgence in sexuality just leaves us empty. You see? And so whatever form of physical satisfaction, just remember, no matter, it, are these things good? Yes, I'll talk about that in a minute. All of them part of life? Yes. But when you try to fill your spiritual emptiness with something physical... Okay, it's an absolute total loss and derailment. And that's the world that we're living in, you see, is people are, are all messed up because even though they fill themselves with things, how many know they only lead to addiction and obsession and all sorts of things that actually put us in bondage instead of set us free? Some people try to feed their spirit and by satisfying their emotional appetites, okay? So some people, it's not the physical appetites, it's the emotional appetites. Some people make an idol out of relationships. Some people think that if they just have this relationship, they're gonna be satisfied. But let me tell you something, there is no earthly relationship that will satisfy. We need Jesus. How many would say amen? Some people lock into uh, their family and, and uh, um, some cultures, they make family an idol. Some cultures, family is more important than God. Choosing family is, is, is first and top priority in, in, in front of what the Bible says. Let me tell you, that's a big mistake. If you come from one of those cultures, that family, 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 and to the point of leaving out God, it's a big mistake. It's gonna hurt you in the end. It'll hurt your children. It'll hurt everything because it's flawed people trying to help flawed people. How many know we need the perfect one to help us? And his name is Jesus. And I I understand so many cultures. So many cultures. When I do marital counseling, a lot of times I tell people, look, mother-in-law, father-in-law, they have to stay out of marriages. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> you see, God never meant. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave. Everyone say leave. leave. man shall leave his father and mother. Out. Out. You know, and I remember when I was a kid, my father used to say, hey, 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 everybody to their own corner and everybody washes their dishes their own way. You see, but if your mother or your father, you get married and your mother and your father are in your marriage all the time because you can't say anything to mom or dad, you're making a big mistake. Because ultimately one of the spouses is hurt. And what is that? That's idolatry. You see, it's trying to fill something when the only one who can really fill us is Jesus. Could we praise God? He's the only one who can do it. And so let me tell you something. Abraham, Abraham was told, put your son on the altar and he marched up that mountain. And he offered his son there. And he said, Lord, I love you and I put everything... Jesus is the Lord of all. He's the Lord of our families. He's the Lord of everything. And you're gonna notice in this passage, and listen, you know why I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this because the times of pressure are coming. There might be a time in this country, it might come soon, where the persecution on the church of Jesus Christ might become very, very intense. You gotta be ready. Jesus needs to be first and foremost above all. How many know he is Lord of all? How many would say amen? You gotta get it in your mind now. You need to decide now who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You see? And look, sometimes, sometimes we somebody, there's somebody here. You gave your life to Christ and your whole family rejected you. You know? So be it. I have defi- decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back, no turning back. How many will say, Amen? <laughs> last, last one very quickly. Some people try to feed their spirit by satisfying mental appetites. You see? They think that if they just educate themselves and build themselves up intellectually, then everything, all the problems will be solved. We think if, that we, if we just elevate our society through education, everything will take care of itself. But that's not true, it's not true. We can educate people as much as we want and education definitely elevates a society. We believe in education. We want our kids to to read. We want our kids to go to college. We pray for the kids behind the wall. We want our kids to be in government. We want them, we want our kids to to rise to every level of society and to be a light for Christ. We're not diminishing education but education doesn't meet and address human brokenness and human sinfulness you see and that's why you have right now this has been an, an interesting I would say 18 months in our culture because I mean Bill Cosby wow America's dad remember we talked about being privately healthy and then you see if you're not privately healthy In the end, no matter how fruitful you are uh, ostensibly, that means it seems like you're fruitful. You see, in the end, if you're not privately healthy, it always shows. You see, it always shows. Why do some of the most educated people in our culture, I don't know if you know Charlie Rose, I used to like watching Charlie Rose. I mean, that's a smart dude, (laughs) you know? Is he not smart enough? You know, but see, there are things that are more powerful than just what you put in your mind. You see, you can put a lot of stuff in your mind, but it will not really address the deepest part of who you are and who I am. We need spiritual food. We need the bread of life. How many would say amen? And listen, listen. So I I, I I got this quote by Albert Einstein. Look at at the end of his life, what he said. See, even with the highest levels of education, we end up derailing our lives because emptiness remains. And look what Albert Einstein said right before he died. He said, "Those who know the most are the most gloomy." Of course, they're the most gloomy. You see, because if at the end of life, all the riches, all the glory, all the discoveries, if at the end of the life, all you have is what you did here on the earth, you're just gloomy. You see? But we don't have to be gloomy. We have the blessed hope. Jesus is coming back for us. We know that we know that we have eternity. Why? Because we have the bread of life. He is eternal food. His food is better than all the food of this world. So it's important for us to, God wants to give you and I a revelation. Young person, young person who's ambitious and you wanna accomplish much, much, do great things. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart and do it for the glory of God. Do great things for God. Accomplish great things while you're here on the earth, but never forget that if Jesus is not central to your heart and life, it's all empty. Very, very empty. So imagine the Lord. He's on the countryside with thousands of people. And they're all hungry. And he's doing miracles for them. Great miracles for them. And they just don't get it. They just don't get it. And so today as I was reading this this. Um, as I was reading this, I was saying, "Lord, please help us to get it." And and can I tell you? Um, I gotta say the rest of this in five minutes so we could take communion. But um, you know, we really need to. When you open your Bible, you need to pray for revelation. because life is hard and challenging. But you really can feed on the bread of life. How many are thankful that Jesus is available to all of us? And here's here's what he's teaching us, okay? I gotta move through this quickly so we can take communion. Jesus is teaching us that when we are well fed spiritually, we're able to navigate all of the other appetites. You see? There's something that happens when you're satisfied and when you're well fed by God. It just becomes the foundation and the groundwork for for taking in all other forms of personal nourishment and for just, it just levels you out. You're rooted like a tree and you're able to bear fruit. So let me just say two quick things about who he is as the bread of life and what he's saying to us when he says, I am the bread of life. Number one, he's saying that he will nourish us to the point of security. Look, he says, this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose none of those that he has given me, I told you, this is a spiritual passage. He begins by saying, I'm the bread of life. And then he's now saying, this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those who he has given me. What Jesus is saying is I will feed you and keep you. He's saying, I won't let you go if you just feed on me. My food will keep you in this crazy and unstable world. You see, the world is crazy. How many know the world is crazy? But when he feeds us, it keeps us. In the same way food, natural food, if it's good and healthy and organic, right? If it's all of those things, it helps your immune system. Well, the spiritual food that Christ gives us helps our spiritual immune system. You see, when you're you're well-fed by God, then all of a sudden you're strong enough. The Lord is able. Here's, here's what, what he's saying. It's, he's saying that when he feeds us, he actually takes hold of us so that the devil and the world can't. So why do we say read your Bible, read your Bible, plead with you, read your Bible, beg you, beg you, read your Bible, spend time with the Lord? Why do we say all of that? Because I know that when we feast on the bread of life, now the world and the devil lose its power over us. Anyone who wants to be kept, just feed on the bread of life. That's what he's saying. You see, nobody. You won't. There's no. No matter what's. No matter what you're facing. No matter what's attacking you. No matter what storm you're living in. If you will just feed on the bread of life, the devil won't get you. The world won't get you. How many want to be kept? We want to be kept by Jesus. How many would say Amen? Listen, what I see is that Satan is grabbing people nowadays, and he's tricking people. And then he's wrecking people. He grabs them, he tricks them, and he wrecks them. Don't you think that along the way, Satan was whispering in Bill Cosby's ear, yo, you're bad. You can do whatever you want. It won't matter. They won't come against you. Do you imagine, think about all the lies. And now, America's dead. You know, I really like the Cosby Show. Anybody like the Cosby Show? You know, I'm not big onto TV and all that, but... I remember being a kid and even thinking to myself, this is pretty clean, you know? You see, but you can act clean. But how many know only Jesus can actually make us clean by his mighty power. (laughs) Hallelujah. Here's the second point, he's saying to us that he will satisfy us to the point of elevation, okay? this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those that he has given me when they take me in as the bread of life, and then watch this, but should raise them up on the last day, okay? So when God, when Jesus comes in, when we feed on him, he satisfies our thirst. He says, I'll satisfy you. I'll fill you to the point that while I'm filling you, I'll also grow you. I'll begin a process of raising you up. And then when you see me on the day, I will completely raise you up. How I many one day we're going to be raised up completely and we'll see him in glory. You see? Here's what this means. It means that when God really satisfies us, listen to this. When God really satisfies us, everything else is a blessing and a compliment to our lives rather than a necessity. I remember being a kid, and uh, um, uh, we're going to close now, but I remember being a kid, and my father saying to me, Listen, you know, don't forget, don't forget, money only can complement your life. It can only complement your life, it can't make your life. I had a friend whose dad was a drug dealer and they had lots of money. They had the, the Atari. Anybody know what Atari is back in the day? We're the forerunners, not PS2 and Xbox, right? We used to, the kid, his dad was a drug dealer. We used to pack in the room and it was like just two little dots, beep, beep, and we liked that. It's the greatest thing in the world. Six guys watching on one screen and like, you know, hoping maybe you'll get a chance. You know, my dad just said, listen to me, listen to me. Money is only a compliment to your life. It doesn't make your life. And listen, there are a lot of things that are a compliment to your life. But a Christian, listen to me, a Christian understands that only Jesus can fill our lives because he is the bread of life. How many would say amen? So, so how, what does he say now? I gotta read. uh, uh, How does he end this? You know, here's what he says. He says, you have to take me all in. Look at this. This is the rest of the passage very quickly. Therefore, the Jews started complaining about him because he said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. Jump a few verses, look at what this means. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Whatever you eat today, whatever you fill yourself with today that's from this world, it will, you will still die. You see, they died. He said, this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat it of it and not die. Anyone, the gospel is for everyone. The sacrifice of Christ was for everyone, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our Lord and Savior. He's rich in mercy and he died to pay for all of our sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. When you eat of Jesus, you live forever. That bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. At that, the Jews argued among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. Leave it right there for a second. What is this saying? This is Jesus saying, you have to take him all in. We'll we'll stop right there. I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down. What is he saying? Christianity is free, it's wonderful, but it's all or nothing. Okay? We should have gotten a better amen, but that's all right. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Christianity is all or nothing. That's what he's saying. He's saying, unless... You eat my flesh and drink my blood. You can't have any part of me. And you'll see next week we'll talk about this. Lots of people walked away. Remember last week I said, these these sermons are about really following Jesus. You see, if you want to follow Jesus, you need to let him become the bread of your life. If you're here today, we're about to take communion, what's satisfying you? What's meeting your needs? Are you in an uproar because your needs are not being met and you're not satisfied for this or that or because of this or because of that? The reason we take communion is because he wants to satisfy our needs. He wants to meet our our, our need of hunger. He wants to do what we really, really need first so that everything is just a, a compliment. Not a necessity. Could you imagine? Think about our, our, our um, missionaries. So many missionaries we supported this church. They leave America. And They don't have all of the stuff that we have. Sometimes you talk to a missionary and say, man, what do you miss? They go, oh, man, I miss a good cheeseburger. (laughs) Oh, man, would I love a cheeseburger. They give up cheeseburgers. They give up this. They give up all of these different things. And they're so happy. Some of them don't have running water. Some of them do have. Why? It's because they have been satisfied at a much deeper level. You see, and as we take communion today. God wants to satisfy you and I at a much deeper level. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to cast our cares. I love the song that we sang. I will arise. I'll sing in the suffering. Because even when times are hard, I know that my God is good. My Savior is, my salvation is sure. My eternity is sure. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we're going to, we're going to pass out the cup. And the bread now. And I want you to listen as this is happening. You want to take the cup, take the bread, but don't eat it because we're going to take it together. I always forget I need to stay up here. So that while they, come on guys, while they are passing it out, I want you to continue to listen to me for just a moment. Usually I will stop and talk for a minute to the unbeliever, to the person who's never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, who's never really taken Jesus in spiritually. I want to pause here and I want to say this to all the believers. Because some days God calls us to repentance. Repentance means that you turn away from a sinful ungodly attitude or behavior, okay? Everyone say repentance. Here's what repentance means. Look at me, don't look at all the passing around. When it gets to you, just pick it up, all right? Everyone look at me. Repentance means that you're in this direction and this direction is actually giving your back to God and then you turn back around and you face God and you walk in his direction towards him. When we take communion... If you're a believer here, today is a day that if you've lost your joy, if you've lost your peace, if you're being filled by the appetites that this world offers and you're putting those appetites first, the first thing that has to be done is we need to repent. Everyone say repent. That means you say, God, forgive me for putting, making something bigger than you are in my life. Nothing is bigger than Jesus. No one is bigger than Jesus. He's the biggest. And and while while we are passing the emblems, now is the time for people to start searching their hearts and asking themselves, is there anything that God wants to shift around and change as we take communion today? Is there any behavior? Some people just need to give something up. Someone might be in adultery right now and God wants you to turn away from that. You know, he wants you to renounce that. You you, you might be involved in an unholy relationship. God wants you to renounce that relationship. Turn away because that will never fill you. It'll only hurt you and hurt tons of people. Maybe there's some kind of habit. Maybe the bottle owns you. And you keep justifying drinking. Stop justifying, that thing is controlling your life. Jesus can feed you. How many know, we don't need alcohol. We don't need artificial substances. Jesus is the best. Turn away today. And you know if that's you. Now I wonder if there's anyone here who would say, You know, Pastor Toledo, I'm willing to do, to be part of this, this moment where we take communion, but I can't really remember the day when I actually took Jesus into my heart. Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't do outwardly what you haven't done spiritually. That's in a sense. He was saying, you guys are all outward, but spiritual is what counts. So there comes a moment in time when every person has the Lord knock on the door of their heart. And the Lord knocks on the door because he says, if you'll open the door, I'll come in and I'll be with you. I'll sup with you forever and ever and ever. If you can invite the eternal I am, the bread of life into your heart and and invite him to be your Lord and your savior, and he'll be with you forever and ever and ever. He is the only one who can stay with us forever. And if you're here today, everyone just close your eyes a moment. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor Toledo, I've never done that, but I want to do that because even right now, I feel Jesus knocking on the door of my heart. Jesus came even just for one. You see, he said, anyone who comes to me, I won't cast them out. It's for everyone. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, Jesus died to forgive every sin, all of the sin of the world. And if you're here today and Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and you want to let him in, I would love to pray with you. Would you just raise your hand if you want to start a relationship with Jesus? Is there anyone here? You want to give your life to Christ today. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else you want to give your life to Christ today? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is there anyone else you feel Jesus knocking on the door of your heart? Okay, you can put your hands down. I want to say a quick prayer. And then after that, we'll come down and take communion. But this is for those who've never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior in their hearts. So everyone just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you are the bread of life. You are the great I am. You're the one and eternal God. I believe, Lord that you came to this earth and that you lived a sinless life and that you went to the cross for me. You paid the price. You were punishment, punished so that I could be forgiven and released. And I wanna receive that now. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sin and all of my transgressions. Wash my heart clean. I open up my heart to you and I invite you in. Sit on the throne of my heart and be my Lord and my master, my savior and my friend. Thank you for receiving me even as I receive you, amen. And amen, blessed be the name of the Lord. Could we all just give a great hallelujah to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name today, O oh God. Hallelujah if you prayed that prayer I want to congratulate you. The Bible says to them that believed he gave them the power to become sons and daughters of God. You belong to Jesus right now and the angels of heaven are all rejoicing because of the decision that you've made. And you have uh, hopefully received a a box uh, from us that has a Bible in it and a note and a couple of other things. And at the end of the meeting, if you come to the front, one of the pastors would love to meet you and, um, and just say hello and talk to you a little bit about your decision. Now, we're going to go ahead and take communion together. And all of those who uh, gave their life to Christ, you now are a candidate to participate in this wonderful process. Pastor Matt Mandy, why don't you come? Hallelujah. Okay, listen to this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this. This is is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Pastor Matt is going to pray now uh, for the body, the bread, which symbolizes the body of Christ. We'll take it
0: together. Father, we thank you this morning for your amazing love and your grace towards us, Lord. And Jesus, we do this in remembrance of you, Father, and we want to take you not partially in, but 100% in. We thank you that you are in us, the hope of glory. We thank you for our new brothers and sisters who can now partake, Father, and we want to connect to you in a fresh and a deep way today. We yield to you. We surrender to you. We thank you for your supernatural life and your strength that you give us. Thank you that your body was broken so that we could be made whole, Lord, in you. We thank you today. We remember all that you've done those many many years ago but may it be fresh as if it was just yesterday lord so we love you today we bless you and we thank you in jesus name amen amen
1: Amen. let's take the bread together the same way, after supper he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant, it's the new contract in my blood, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, you celebrate is what that means, the Lord's death until he comes. And Mandy is going to now pray and thank God for the cup which symbolizes the blood that was shed for our forgiveness and freedom.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away all of our sin for the blood of Jesus that breaks every anything in us that is separating us from you today, Jesus. Would you wash us afresh and anew, God? Thank you for new beginnings. Thank you for rebirth, oh God. Thank you, God, that when you look upon us, God, you see Jesus and you, you see us cleansed, oh God. Thank you that there's no sin too great for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you that we can't do anything, God, to, sick, to keep us away from you Jesus nothing can pluck us out of your hand and we thank you for the blood of Jesus we thank you for shedding it upon the cross we thank you for your sacrifice Lord Jesus and we just thank you today we celebrate it today thank you that we are free in whom the sun sets free is free indeed and we can walk about in freedom not because of our lives but because of your precious life Lord Jesus that you gave for us oh God thank you that you love every person here, Lord Jesus, and you love every person in this world, oh God. And we thank you for the blood that covers all of us, Lord Jesus. So we receive your blood. We drink, God, just of you today. We, we take in you today, Jesus, and we thank you. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen, let's take the cup together. Hallelujah. Could we stand to our feet and just begin to thank God for his goodness and his faithfulness to us? Hallelujah. Let's thank him for forgiveness. Let's thank him for cleansing. Come on, no guilt, no shame. It's all washed away. We walk out of here in freedom. We walk out of here without guilt today. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name, oh God. Blessed, blessed be your name, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be your name. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name. you you are the bread of life and you satisfy oh God all of our needs you meet what we really need oh God is all found in you I pray God that you release your people not just with your protection and your favor but God I pray for deep rest in you knowing God knowing that you will never let us go and that you will raise us up on that last day And and your loving kindness is better than life itself. Release your people into this city and let the light of Christ shine, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Greet one another before you go. God bless you, everyone.